Well, good morning, Grace Commons. And good morning to all of you who are worshiping with us online. It's good to be together. Well, as you entered the sanctuary today, uh, you walked under six banners. And those banners each represent the core values of Grace Commons Church. And we've been preaching uh, through these core values this summer. And I just want to know, how did I end up with Boulder and Beyond and Carl got Jesus? It's not fair. No, I'm excited. I'm excited because Boulder is, is a core value, not because we just thought, you know, this is where the church is, but because of a deeply biblical understanding of the city. And it's my job in the next 20 minutes to try to help you see that as we study together from God's Word. The Bible teaches from Genesis to Revelation that cities are at the heart of God's redemptive plan for the human race and creation itself. So if I say nothing else today, remember, remember that. The Bible teaches from Genesis to Revelation that cities are at the heart of God's redemptive plan for the human race and creation itself. Let's just take a brief tour of Scripture. This is Acts 1, verses 6 to 8. The disciples are gathered around Jesus just before his ascension. And they ask him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Their focus is still on a Messiah restoring the kingdom to Israel. And he says this, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The heart of Jesus' message is his promise that the Holy Spirit will come upon them and give them power. Power to carry out the great commission from Matthew 28, 18 that Ash preached about a few weeks ago. Power to live out the truth of the gospel. And their mission, Jesus says, will begin in the great city of Jerusalem. So every disciple of Jesus, from these first followers to the present day, are called to be witnesses of Jesus in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We're going to preach a series of sermons from the book of Acts this fall and begin again with chapter 1 of Acts. So that's, hold on to that because I'll come back to these four places that we're to be the witnesses of Christ in a few minutes. But you're probably wondering why I had asked Steve to read Jonah chapter 4 today. Important background. Don't just think Jonah is about a, a, a guy and a whale and it's, good, it's a good book for kids. Jonah, it's a four short chapters. I encourage you to read it or reread it for the umpteenth time. 
But here's the basic message. God told Jonah to go to Nineveh, and Nineveh was the capital and the largest city in the world at that time. It was the capital of the Neo-Assyrian Empire, and it was a city built on violence, built by slaves who were oppressed. And Jonah, like all of his fellow Jews, saw this city as the bitter enemy of Israel. And you know what happened to Jonah. Jonah heard God, and he was clear on what God wanted him to do, and he went in exactly the opposite direction, to Tarshish, to the Mediterranean Sea. Now there's a famous detour, an encounter with the depths of the ocean and a great fish, and Jonah gets the point. I better go to Nineveh. And he goes there. And Jonah is a great preacher. In fact, he preached such a good sermon that the king and all the inhabitants of Nineveh turned to God. They repented of their evil. And you'd think Jonah would be happy, joyful. Every preacher's dream, people are repenting when they preach. And yet, he's depressed. He's angry. God had a lot more to do in Jonah's heart because Jonah hated the city. He hadn't heard yet from Jesus about loving his enemies. So he just preached, and I bet he enjoyed it. You sinners, you're in the hands of an angry God. They heard it. They repented. And Jonah got angry. And the very last couple of verses, Jonah is asked by God a penetrating question. And this is it. Should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people? Now this word concern is such a weak English translation of the Hebrew word. The Hebrew word is easy to remember. It's spelled C-H-U-S, chus. Say that word, chus. Here, there's so many ways. We need like five words to get the fullness of this amazing Hebrew word. You could translate it feel sorry or have comp compassion or have pity. It's a powerful emotional word literally meaning to weep. We are created in the image of God. So think about what makes you double over sobbing. What makes you weep? Get in touch with that emotion. God is saying, Jonah, I weep over this city. I weep over these people that don't know me. Why don't you weep over it too? God's love is, Jonah rightly says, is he is full of compassion. He is slow to anger. And of course, his love is perfectly revealed when he comes to earth in the second person of the Trinity, Jesus Christ. So let's look at Jesus now as we leap ahead 
as Jesus approaches the city where he will die for the sins of the world. He saw it and he wept over it. And he said, if you had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. I believe God is asking us, each of us, are you willing to weep with me over a lost world, over cities with people whose eyes are glazed over? They've lost the joy that God intended when he created them. Does your heart go out to the cities of the world? Does it go out to Boulder? Do we remember the compassion, the way God wept over us? You see, as followers of this Jesus who weeps over cities, we are called to love the city. And I know beyond any doubt that God is looking at Grace Commons and is longing for us to love the people of this city and beyond. Loving the city is at the heart of our mission as a church. But each of us is called to do it in a different way. So let's go back to that common mission given to us in Acts chapter 1. Jesus says where? To, to, to be my witnesses. And we are each given a Jerusalem, a Judea, a Samaria, and the ends of the earth. If you live in Boulder, then Boulder is your Jerusalem. Judea is Boulder County. Samaria is places near us that are culturally and racially different from us. And the ends of the earth are the nations of the world where the gospel has yet to be preached. But I know that some of you live in Longmont or Erie or Broomfield or Louisville or Lafayette, and I haven't even begun to touch all the places where you've come from. So wherever you live, where your home is, that's your Jerusalem. That's where you shop and where your kids or grandkids go to school, perhaps. Boulder, for you, is your Judea. We all have the same Samaria. Those are the places near us where people who, who are different than us culturally or racially live. And the ends of the earth are obviously the same. But no matter where you live, if you have chosen to make this church in the center of the city of Boulder your church family, then it's a crucial part of your mission, whether you live in the city limits of Boulder or not. And our mission never changes. It's given to us by Jesus in Matthew 28 and Acts 1. And Jesus sends his Holy Spirit upon us with the power to accomplish this mission, to make disciples, to be his witnesses in our Jerusalem, our Judea, our Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And so we're calling this value bolder and beyond. It's at the heart 
of God's mission because he weeps over the cities of this world. But let's keep going. God not only calls us into cities, but he calls us to identify with cities. Our call to worship was taken from Jeremiah chapter 29. Let's read it. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there and do not decrease. Also seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. See, God loves cities. He loved Nineveh, but Nineveh got replaced after five decades as being the largest and most powerful city by Babylon. But the people who lived in Jerusalem hated Babylon too. And then they were carried there into exile. They were conquered by Babylon. But God is consistent. He tells Jeremiah, he doesn't tell Jeremiah, hate the Babylonians, resist them, stay away from them, and as fast as you can, get out. No. He says, settle down, build a family, identify with the city, weave your lives into the life of the city. I'll use you there and bless you there. Jeremiah 29 was my text for my first sermon a little over a year ago when we arrived. We can't get away from God's love, his compassion for cities. Now, I get it. Jerusalem is our true home. That is where we, we will spend eternity. And we'll get to that in our tour of the Bible in just a few minutes. But for now, God says, go into these cities, these challenging places, and love people. Weave your lives into their lives. Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which we have been carried into exile. An intercessor is someone who identifies with a people or a city. When Nehemiah prayed for the restoration of Jerusalem, he didn't pray as if he were not part of it. He said, both I and this people have sinned. Nehemiah identified with a place that he did not live. God always calls us to be intercessors for cities and to be identified with cities. And he calls us to reach cities with the gospel of Jesus Christ, to be his witnesses in those places. And the way to do that is to follow Jesus together. Remember, Jesus went to cities and towns. He wept over them. He ministered to people with great compassion. He identified with people. He preached the gospel in those cities. He healed the sick and he cast out demons. And Luke tells us that he set his face toward Jerusalem 
and ultimately gave his life just outside the gates of that city. And he rose again in the city and gave his disciples a mission, go to the cities of the Roman Empire and preach the gospel. So God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the God that we worship, the God who saved us, who is sanctifying us, who is preparing a home for us for eternity, has a heart for cities. Are we ready to enter his heart for the city? All right, last stop. Revelation 21. The Apostle John has a vision for the seven cities of Asia Minor. And in 21 chap 22 chapters, he lays out that vision for the churches in those seven cities. And here at the end of that vision, John saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. And they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Do you see this incredible promise? The Bible starts in a garden and ends in a city. It ends where God is calling us today to be his witnesses. And he tells us that's because it's hard to be his witnesses in cities. But the mission that we are on to love bolder and beyond is not a mission that will fail. It's not a mission in vain. God is not done with his creation. He's not done with cities. Instead, his plan is to redeem them. We will live in the city of God forever and ever. So Grace Commons, this is our mission given to us by Jesus himself. We need to struggle together, pray together, and work together to carry out this mission. And each of us has a part to play. So next week, we are going to gather in sort of a garden, Boulder Reservoir, to be refreshed in worship. It's a wonderful opportunity. I love this about our church, that you get to do this. And we're going to celebrate some of our young disciples who have discerned that they are ready to be baptized. But we're going to do something a little bit risky, a little bit scary. We're going to invite each of us 
to remember our own baptismal vows and give you the opportunity to come forward and to stand at the shore of the reservoir and renew those baptismal vows. Now, we're not going to dunk you again. That If you were baptized, you might have been sprinkled, but it's once and, and that's all. We are not Anabaptists. That's what Anabaptist means, right? Baptized again. But we're going to remember our baptismal vows that Jesus died for us, that his death and resurrection were for our salvation, that in our baptism we died with him so that we can rise with him. We're going to renew our vows so that we can find new energy and hope as we engage in this mission to make disciples, to bear witness to Jesus in our Jerusalem and our Judea and our Samaria and the ends of the earth. I'm really looking forward to this renewal of baptism service as we gather on the shores of the reservoir together. I hope you can join us. We understand that if you're worshiping with us online, that's, that you have good reasons to do that. And Joe, am I right? We're going to have the service online from the reservoir. So you can vicariously join us in this service where we rededicate ourselves to the mission that Jesus has given us to love our cities, to love this city, this county, to take the gospel to the very ends of the earth. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for your word that is so powerful from Genesis to Revelation and so consistent. Again and again, your people want to withdraw and you keep sending them to the cities of the world. So we pray for your church in cities around the world, in London and Tokyo, in Beijing and Dubai, in Nairobi and Johannesburg, in Buenos Aires and Mexico City, in Montreal and St. Petersburg, in Sydney, and in Kuala Lumpur. Lord, your church is scattered in all of these places and so many more. And you've scattered us here in Boulder and Boulder County. So fill us with your Holy Spirit. Strengthen us for the mission that you've given us and give us grace that will sustain us to the end when one day every tear will be wiped away and we will live together in the city that you have brought down out of heaven, the new Jerusalem. May the vision of that future empower us to live faithfully in the present. For we ask this in Jesus' name.